Hey, welcome back to Even More Mashed Up. We are the pop culture podcast where we talk about all things pop culture. I'm Alan. And I'm Patrick. And today we're talking about Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3, or third volume, as some people would call it. It is the third volume. It is. It is. And there's a moment so in the film. Was that your lead? No, this was is just my... just to name the movie? No, this is my lead. usually it's something a little punnier. This is my lead. Yes. So there's the moment in the film. Yes. Uh, uh, well, so there's a moment in the film that I found really memeable. Okay. Because it's when, you know, the Memor- high evolutionary... Re- memeable. No, memeable. Memorable. So the high evolutionary reaches into the cage filled with all the baby raccoons, uh, pulls out Rocket. Yes. So here's the meme. All the baby raccoons are the various MCU films. Yes. The one in his hand is Avengers, and the hand is Zack. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty memorable. Just, just, just pulling Avengers away so, from real, all of the other MCU films. You're the one that went cruelly. back. Since you're the one that went back to the draft, I did get a message from Ed. Oh, okay. Who might be our most active listener? He is pretty consistent. Yes. He thought that Zack. Uh huh. Won the draft. Really? There we go. Which I said was yeah. appalling. Now he, now it he, depa- he, I mean, did he, praise, he clearly defeated me. Well, Ed, yeah, Ed praised all of my choices, but he was. I think he got upset with me because I, I did said all the political I slagged, stuff. No, no, Guardians of the Galaxy two. He thinks I'm too harsh on. Yeah. Age of Ultron. He thinks I'm too harsh on. You are way too harsh. on He did say that you were the clear loser. Yeah, well, that was clear. of the like three. That's, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's like coming out of the I'm draft. Not, yeah. I'm not even pretending to fight that because yeah, all of my plans were blown up by yeah. one person. No, I know it was Zach. Yeah. I just drafted, yeah. man. I did. So, but that was that was that was the moment that stood that that it you know stood out to me. I was like, ooh, there's a meme. Yes. That's yeah. Cool. Or That's it cool. could be the one where uh, Lila the Otter is talking. And then the high evolutionary shoots her in the back. That was another kind of Zach moment. That that that's my draft. Hopes. Well, now that you think about it, that's like, my, Alila is my draft plan, and high evolutionary is also Zach. Well, what if your draft plan is the orgosphere, mm. and the guardians are cutting a big chunk of flesh out of it? To that's not as good. No. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's just there's a lot of backstabbing that could. There is. Yes. Yes. The important thing is that there's all kinds of of you know this. That's one of the many levels that this film spoke to me. I'm on. glad that you 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 know. You always say that you're good at rising above. Mm-hmm. And here's yet another demonstration of your ability mm-hmm. to kind of move beyond the personal. Exactly. See the big picture. Turned it into art. Did you say exactly? I said exactly. Exactly. Yep. Oh, oh he's, in uh. like he's in your head. He's in your head. That is not good. Yeah. Avengers was on this weekend. I watched a little bit of it, and then yeah. I couldn't watch it because it was just too painful. Do you know what Ed said? What? He said that as he rewatches the Avengers film, mm-hmm. he doesn't like it as much. It, I mean, I, I still love it, but it, it, it does come off, particularly compared to the later films, it does come off as a little bit limited. Like Ultron? No. <laughs> no, it's definitely, it, it's definitely got more of a, at times it's got kind of a Joss Whedon television show uh, feel yeah. than like see that. Uh, than the big movie. Yeah. It, it just, it's, it's more in comparison to what came later, but I, I still do love it. Of course you do. So, so, you know, we might do it with Guardians of the Galaxy, the third volume. Yes. Is we could talk about things I loved. Cause there or, was, there was, oh, start no, with fun there, facts. Is it, does it have to do with numbers? Yes. They're never fun. But this will be, yeah, this won't be fun for you. Okay. So, do, do you want, at least he doesn't care to do you want to guess, anymore. do you want to guess where it is on Rotten Tomatoes? Um, I'm going to guess like 85 for the critics okay. and like, I, I want to go low for fans, but that would be a bad idea. Not smart. I'm going to say 90. Nah, it's at currently, well, this is, as of yesterday, yeah. it was at 81 with critics. Okay. 
and 95 with fans. That's ridiculous. Which preposterous puts it at number 19 overall among the MCU that's films. That's 19th place. Is yes. it 95? Yes. No, no, uh, no. That's just based on the critics. Oh, on the critics. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. Which do do you want to guess which which movie that puts it between? Wow. So we're talking like middle of the mushy middle. Mm-hmm. Um, Keep in mind, their mushy middle might not be the same as yours. Right. I'm going to say Guardians 2. Nope. And you didn't even let me finish, did you? Yeah, because you're wrong. And Iron Man 3. Wrong on both. Excellent. Yeah. So it's at number 19, which yes. puts it just below Ant-Man at number 18. Okay. And just above at number 20, Captain America, the first Avenger. That is so ridiculous. Yeah, I knew, yeah. That is so ridiculous. I'm glad I brought a couple fair foul that I think will rub you the wrong way. Mm-hmm. So I've also well. so another fun aside. Well, there are two. When MCU, you say another, yes, you suggest that we've had one already. There are two MCU films that are tied for last place on the Rotten Tomatoes ranking last list. Both are at 47 percent with critics. 47%. Can you guess which two they are? Thor two. No. Um, Doctor Strange. No. What would be at the bottom? At a 47? Yes. Both are at 47. Eternals? Yes. Eternals is one of them. I think that's a little harsh by Eternals. It is kind of harsh on Eternals. I think you'll agree with the other one, though. Okay. Um, at the very bottom? At the very bottom. Zach, you can, you can feel free to take a guess. Uh, I'm thinking Hulk. No. Oh, really? Yeah, see, Hulk seems like the obvious choice. What yeah. Was it, what else was at the bottom of my list? I had... What else was at the bottom of my list that I brought last week? I don't remember. What is it? It is Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Quantumania. Wow. <laughs> Every once in a while. Which I thought you would agree with. The tomatoes get it I was right. Kinda, I was kind of surprised yeah. that that I didn't realize it was that low with the critics. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I would not put it in the lowest low, mm. but it's it's down at the bottom of the flabby, yeah. not quite so, bottom. Anyways, but that's all I've got for fun facts. Fun facts. All right, so... There was one moment in this movie. Okay. Now, should we lead with how we thought about the movie, generally speaking? Or should we let that emerge from the... I'm pretty sure I have a feeling where where we're going to fall. Do you want to make a prediction, then? Um, You're not going to have really liked it. You're going to think it was way too long, possibly way too violent. Um... Both of those and, things are and true. possibly too much like the other two films, because that's your 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 constant complaint about the Guardians you know films is they're always the same. As thing. I was taking my notes, I said, and I wrote this down. Patrick's going to say I complain about the same things every time because you do. And I think Patrick's thinking about it backwards. Maybe Marvel ought to make a new movie at some point. Uh-huh. It's just a thought. If yeah. they did something different, and, oh, I wouldn't have to say the same. It's possible thing you've got something in there about it proving that we're once again at post peak superhero. I do not have anything in the notes, but there is nothing in this film that would make you think. A superhero revival. I don't know. Lots of people think it's the best game since Endgame. Best movie since Endgame. Well, there's been a lot of bad movies since Endgame. Like, is that like... It's kind of a low bar. That doesn't necessarily make it a really good movie. Yeah. So I'm going to think... I I think that you liked it, Mm -hmm. but you wouldn't put it in your top, top tier. That is correct. Right. Yeah. So, but... but but It was good. I enjoyed it. You enjoyed it. Which is perfectly fine for every movie, except for, by the way, Dungeons and Dragons, which is a completely unacceptable reaction for any human being to have. What? No, you said Dungeons and Dragons was good. Not it was perfectly good. It was fun. fun. No, it's not. It not. was fun. No. It was enjoyable. You did not say that. You said it was good. When I say something's enjoyable, you're like, well, it's a low bar. Perfectly fine. Perfectly well, enjoyable. No, but when you say perfectly fine, we know what we're talking about. This movie might be a smidge better than perfectly fine, but not mm. much. Yeah, I liked it overall. Of course you did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it. We should just, if we cut right now. Mm-hmm. 
and we just ran any conversation we've had about a Marvel movie in the mm-hmm. last three years, mm-hmm. it, the viewers would, or the listeners would I don't know think that's true. no difference. They would be like, yeah, it's. So there was one thing I loved about okay. this movie more than anything that I've loved in a Marvel movie in a long time. When it it made me when literally. It, when it ended? <laughs> made me jump up in my seat I and turn to Vicky much. and say, you can not. you believe. This is happening. I feel like this is one hundred percent true. Okay, what is it? Because you're setting this up for no. It is one hundred percent true. It mm-hmm. is the greatest single musical moment in all of Marvel cinematic really? history. Really, hundred percent. Yeah, see, I thought the movie, the the music was kind of a weakness for the show, for this film. Really? Yeah. Now, for me, it was even better than when he dropped the Runaways. Cherry I was gonna bomb. say, it, it, how could it, it was, be Cherry Bomb? It was better than Cherry Bomb. What's better than Cherry Bomb? Can I ask you a quick question? I was driving in, and the Accept song. Do you know the Accept the band? Balls to the wall. How has James Gunn never used that in a film? No, maybe he couldn't get the clearance. I'm pretty sure Accept would be. Selling I don't know. No, there was, there was something. He, was, there was something he tried to get <laughs> for this film like, that he couldn't. Some like like washed up German metal band. Uh, no, no, no. Like mm. we are too good. For the third volume. Our music is art. We we will not take your capital. So anyway, it is when they dropped We Care A Lot by Faith No More. See, I don't know that one by Faith No More, so I didn't recognize it. Which song is is that? When does, um, when does it happen in, this, in the movie? I think it's when they, they do the like slow motion walk. Like when they arrive at Counter Earth. They're at Counter Earth. And they're okay. coming off the... Okay. So it's got a great kind not of the one where they're Not where they're carrying... Not the one where they're carrying Star-Lord's body. No, that's the beginning of the that's film. Okay, so not no, that this is This, is like, this is like Counter Earth. This okay. is like when they get to the high evolutionaries, yeah. like little experimental place. So we care a lot. Like, so Faith No More, when I was in college, you was do, one, I of, do. My, one yes. of my favorite bands. Yeah. And their album, I'm telling like listeners right now, go listen to Introduce Yourself. I only know it their will, one song. It will... Of course you do. But this is this came before Epic? that. Is that what it's called? Yes. yes. It came before Epic. that album, though. This no. is their first album. It's called Introduce Yourself. Mm-hmm. You should go listen to it and make mm-hmm. sure you listen to Anne's song. I don't think I'm going to. Anne's song is just like, mm-hmm. as Zach's generation would put it, it slaps. <laughs> it slaps. <laughs> it slaps hard. Yeah. Anyway, that was it, that all just a setup for you to say slaps no, hard? No, okay. that is. It could have felt. When I was in college. Mm-hmm. You would go out to the bars on the weekend, mm-hmm. but you didn't have a lot of money. So I you mean, would, I wouldn't because I was so much younger. But yeah. right, you would pregame it, mm. right? So you would get together with your friends and you would drink the cheap Keystone, and then you would go out to the bar. So it would be a cheaper yeah. experience. And we would listen to "We Care a Lot" mm. regularly. Like okay. it is a great song because it's got a great energy, but it's also it's the most cynical song you've ever heard. It's making fun of all the bands mm. that did like charity work. Oh. In the eighties and the nineties, so it's so like it is Band Aid, yeah, all of that. It's just USA for Africa. It's, it's yeah, it's it's scathing in its critique of hmm. feel good liberalism. It's like uh, it's like it is. I now see the appeal for you. If you ask Vicky, she will tell you that mm-hmm. I literally almost bounced out of my seat. I don't think that's true. I'm telling you, I love that song, and like the bass line is immediately identifiable. I didn't and recognize it, it. The well for you is like I heard the first two, you know, the first, and I was. I cannot... oh, it's like me when I hear the piano keys of Take On Me. There you go. Yes. Immediately recognize Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Now, we all know it. Yeah. It's so good. I know it's popular. Thus, it's good. Yeah. So. No, it's just an awesome Anyhow, when they when when they went to Faith No More, and not the Faith No More you'd expect, like you would expect it to be epic, right? Like you would expect it to be that, but no. Like James Gunn, I don't know that I really love him as a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. 
But the, like I've been looking at the, the the soundtrack, it's not bad. Yeah. See, the problem is it's most of it's like '90s and yeah. early 2000s, and that's that's an era of music that's just not really to my taste. Well, I guess like we care a lot would have been like very early '90s. Yeah, like, like 90, that's, 91. That's just not. That's yeah. That just general that era is not my uh, yeah favorite. But so Rainbow Heart. There was Alice Cooper. Little Florence and the Machine. It was a, like a pretty. I did like. I thought it was the one that worked. Was the Florence and Machine. I thought that worked at the end, and I thought Creep worked okay at the beginning. But, yeah. But the rest of it at times felt a okay, little bit. Okay, that is ridiculous. Now, now, I'm angry. Why are you angry? Because dropping "We Care a Lot" at that moment was perfect. Well, but I don't know that's. It was perfect. Okay, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> Fine. There was a third perfect moment. Okay, neither of the other two you mentioned were perfect, by the way. I thought they were pretty good. I wish Zach had, had gone, because Zach's a professional. and I don't trust Zach's opinion. I I had some complaints about the sound mixing. Oh. Like, the song would come in, there were and some it would times, be loud, and then it would kind of fade there were to, like, some fighting sounds. Yeah, it wasn't that, but there, there were a couple times like, where, like, the sound really, was yeah. only on the left. And I was like, that's yeah. weird. It was, it was a weird yeah. mix, but, like, in the... So... In the fight scenes, like you would hear the music and then it would kind of fade and you would hear like blasters and then it would come back to the music and mm. kind of oscillate. But I've never noticed that before. Watching it could have been worse. It was, a, it was a really Apparently weird at one theater, they somehow managed during the trailers to play both the Transformers trailer and the Little Mermaid trailer at the same time. Now that's just a and, good match. And people said it was a perfect match. Like it it yeah. worked surprisingly well, yeah, apparently. It's like, uh, that's kismet. Like this is how yeah. the universe works. Pulls things together, takes. So you yep. did not care for Faith No More. I did not. Re- I didn't recognize it as Faith No More. But yeah, so just, I guess the, the music in general did not care. work for me as much as 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 it has in previous uh, just please, Guardians movies. Please go home. Open up your Spotify. I don't have Spotify. Open up your Apple Tunes. Then I have to pay for it. I have it on disc. And they haven't released. Do you have a CD. Player? I looked. I looked to see if they had the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Volume Three soundtrack to download yet, and it's not there. So, so just Google "Introduce Yourself, Faith uh, No More," and you can listen to the whole album right there. Uh, no, that feels like I'm it, pirating something. Just googling and then listening to it. Yeah, I, I don't know what to say to that. Zach. If it's on YouTube and it's from the official like mm, band, then but that's thinking, I don't know. Yeah. It feels like I'm in a sketchy area. You just don't want to introduce yourself to anything. New. It's possible. I don't want to Would introduce just, myself to introduce yourself. Uh, anyway, that that was my all-time favorite musical moment. Okay, in a Marvel film. I was saying, was, like an all-time or just in no, a Marvel oh no, film. Just a Marvel film. This, there's okay. nothing about this film. I can't believe it beats Cherry Bomb. That screen. Yeah, it does. That is shocking to me. It does. And I think when he empty when um, Quill's backpack gets emptied out, I think there's a garbage pail kid. Yes, there is card. Yeah, because that's which, in the, they had they had, they had the copyright clearance in the credits, which is. Super cool because number one, Art Spiegelman, right? Mm-hmm. Like, was literally like the creative force behind the Garbage Pail Kids. So yeah. it's high art, number one. Was number two, card. in We Care a Lot, they actually sing about the Garbage Pail Kids. Okay. Yeah. They claim they never lie. And see, people say we don't talk about music on this show. That's right. We and care sound, a lot. And sound mixing. About the Transformers because there's more than meets the eye. It's all in there. Like that song, it covers everything. Mm. If you want to know my political philosophy of life, it sounds like it's a lot. song full of Easter eggs. Not at all. Really, it's a, it's a song full of cultural criticism and references, which is more or less, more or less the same as Howard the Duck showing it's up and playing cards. Pretty much, just yeah, the same, yeah, more or less the exact same, the exact thing. same thing. The right. like, Transformers there's, reference. There's, there's no difference there. It's exactly whatsoever. the same. It's exactly the same. <laughs> Literally impossible. But I, you know, that they had faith no more, and the garbage pail kids fit together perfectly. And finally, there was an elf card. Oh, I didn't see the elf card. And I don't know if you remember or not, but when we did the sitcom draft. 
Yeah. Alf was my fourth round pick. Okay. Because I needed a smart ass kid. Mm. He's not a kid though. Well, but he's smart ass. He is. And he's, he's tiny, short, short. Good. Okay. Guess all short people are kids then. Some of them act like kids. You're not especially taller than me, by the way. I don't act like a kid, though. I bring mm. the maturity to the show. Oh, really? Who pounded the table and yelled at Zach because they didn't get their favorite movie? He he high evolutionaried me. <laughs> just just snatched my was, raccoon away. It happened twice. Yes, that's true. Once, that's right. Twice. Two of my raccoons. That's right. So, I don't know if you remember this from Wikipedia or not. But this is my favorite description of Alf of all time. I just, it's just a throwback to an old show. Okay. They describe his, quote, culture shock, survivor guilt, boredom, despair, and loneliness, frequently causing difficulty for the Tanners. I did not realize Alf was such a layered <laughs> yeah, character. I, like, Those are, I remember he ate remember cats. remember him being a smart I remember ass. eating cats. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. All that was like a smoke screen for the real deep pain Alf felt inside. Apparently. Like, I watched it as a kid, and I missed all of the layers. Yeah. I just saw a little Muppety alien. Yeah. All right. So speaking of Muppety aliens, I did love the music. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. See, the music was not as not as good for me, but it's just because it's mostly based in an era of music that I don't care for by and large. Right. You got you have like 1984 to 1989 marked off. Yeah, and it's the a rest little, of music I, can go to hell. Goes a little bit earlier than that. 83. No, no, no. I mean, you, you could go to 80s. Like the whole the 80s? 80s. Yeah. 81. Yeah, maybe 82. <laughs> might be a, might be a little too much disco still in the 80s. Because you're not a disco guy. No. No. Not at all. Not disco. Not my thing. Yeah. So, Guardians Volume 3. Yes. I did. I I love the music. You hated it. So, clearly, I liked the movie and you didn't. I don't think that's true. I. You know what? Here's something else I liked. Okay. I kind of liked Counter-Earth. I thought the film was very uneven. It's, well, I mean. And the I, most engaging part to me was the middle. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, it. it there are elements of it, uh, you know. It is even for a two and a half hour movie. There's some stuff that is a little bit overstuffed. I did not. I did you not think so. The I thought whole they, movie is overstuffed. I thought they could have cut the Counter Earth stuff. Because part of me was like, you know, they go to the Bat People's house. Yeah. Who reveal to them, you know, where the the giant headquarters is, and I'm yeah. like, you couldn't see the giant pyramid structure from space. Well, you don't know the one the thing. Guys the one thing that's not like the suburb 1970s suburban. Well, I guess they environment. Could've... Like it could have. Could have skipped honest? all of that. Can we be honest? Yeah. The Guardians are not very good detectives. Well, they're that is like true. Robert they're, that... Pattinson level Batman detectives. Yeah, that's what. Well, that's, like, that's true. Bad. Well, except that they're not supposed. They're they're not supposed to be better right. than no, that. So that does make Pattinson somewhat worse. Yes, but so, they're all they're all bad. That is that is true. So, but but yeah, though I will say, you know. I liked this better than other of Gunn's recent efforts in that it didn't have some of the flabbiness that, that other things have. Oh, this was flabby as all. Trust me. Get out. You haven't watched Peacemaker. You should watch okay. Peacemaker. And then right. well, again, when you have 10 minutes of Peacemaker and Vigilante just riffing off each other if for no reason. If I felt it was much more. I, 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 the, if you the, keep, the moments were not I, as bad as other things. If you keep burying the bar six feet underground, mm-hmm. then everything we watch will clear it. I don't think that's true. I'm just saying. There's I'm things, just saying. It's I'm a just very, saying. It's a very low bar. I'm just saying. I have watched Peacemaker. I have seen James Gunn do worse. This is better. Not perfect, but better. But not good. But no, I'd better. say it was a good film. Yeah. I just, I'm not convinced. Like, Counter-Earth raises interesting questions. The high evolutionary is trying to breed this, like, perfectly harmonious utopian society. It's yes. impossible, right? Like yes. it can't it can't be done. There's still like 
no. selling crack and beating each other up. I do have to say, when he, when he said his plan is to create the perfect society and he modeled it after Earth, I'm like, well, that's doomed. Well, that's the point, right? Like that's, that, that's not going to work. That human beings are just animals mm. and that there is no, like, no matter what we do, we can't rise above it. Mm. Well, some of us rise above. Well, I'd like you to point to somebody who does. Yeah. It's just not, <laughs> not going to cut it. My One thing that I liked for a minute mm-hmm. was I thought we finally had a vegan superhero movie. Well, it's all about like oh, animal not cruel. mistreating animals, That's you true. know, and animal cruelty being terrible. Until I figured out, well, it's not exactly true. Hmm. You can't mistreat earthbound animals. But animals that are indigenous to anything besides earth are absolutely fair game and will be slaughtered. In heaps and mounds. Oh, are you talking about the ones at the end? All, all the creatures that they, they're like slicing their way through creatures through the whole movie. Well, but it's a very earthist kind of movie, don't you think? Yeah, somewhat, yes. Yeah. yeah. Are you an earth supremacist? No, I don't think so. If this, if this is the supreme form of life. Yes. Good God. Well, you can still think it's the best you're going to get and be an earth supremacist. That's a low bar. Well, that bar is six feet underground. Under, of, that's six feet under the other bar. That's six feet underground. Apparently, you, because you just you. out low barred me. I don't think I did. So I'm just saying. It I is one of the things it was going to be I, vegan, and then it turned out it wasn't. I, one of the things I find interesting is that with high evolutionary, I, I kind of started thinking about this in in terms of the three films. Yeah, because in Guardians oh, One, boy, here we go. They're fighting Ronan who basically is a religious zealot that wants to wipe out any culture that's not his own. Okay. Second film, they fight Ego, who wants to replace pretty much all life with himself. And get it on with lizard ladies. Well, that's part of the plan of, of you, know, I mean, you know, making everything like himself. And then we have High Evolutionary that's trying to make everything into sort of his right. idea of perfection. So there yeah. kind of has been this sort of consistent theme of the Guardians facing sort of of cultural or other kinds or, or genetic supremacists. Yeah, just over throughout, throughout. and over and over again. But that's I give James such... credit for, I gave James Gunn credit sure. for, that's, you know, the, the continued you, critique of that's what you want genetic and cultural like, supremacy. Could we could we have the same theme again, please, sir? Just again and again and again. Yeah. But I think nobody picks up on it, so people keep having to, he, he keeps having to do it again. Because no one picks up on it. Everyone picked up on Starro and Suicide Squad as imperialism, but no one has picked up on the <laughs> cultural genetic supremacy of the Guardians villains. Well, I got to say, it's kind of hard to miss. Mm. Well, that's because I just explained it to you. Yeah, thank you. And that's why you didn't. Thank so you. now it's yes. obvious. <laughs> yeah, whereas whereas something, before. Something is becoming increasingly before, obvious over the course of whereas, this program. Yes. Whereas before. Yes. You know, your sort of jaded attitude towards superhero, superhero so, films. No, <laughs> what? What was that? We'll edit that in post. Uh, superhero films. We will films. not edit that in post. We're going to turn that into one of those little buttons you no, push. No, listen. Goes, <laughs> Zach is clearly going to be on my side. Because I've treated him with nothing but respect. That's fair point. Go on. Um, and kindness. Well, just due to your jaded uh, sensibilities towards superhero films, you don't appreciate the nuances in later films. There's, the problem is there's no nuance. Oh, it would totally be an was. interesting film if he was actually questioning that kind of stuff in an interesting way. Sure they are. It's, it's, he's, it's, it's he's bad. He's not. It's bad. Okay, I'm sorry. It's really I, bad. It's bad. I stand defeated. But that yeah. kind of nuance, it yeah, is bad. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Supremacists are bad. Except for Earth supremacists, of which you are one. No, I am not an Earth supremacist. You didn't deny it earlier. I'm pretty sure I said explicitly no. No? You just mm. were like, well, it's not a very good one. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's what you said. And I'm pretty sure that's not what I said. 
Could we roll that tape again? Zach? No, we can't do that either. Yeah, because we can never do that, can we? <laughs> we can only <sighs> do that if we can edit things in post as well. <laughs> so anyway, the the final thing I liked about the movie, yes, is that it didn't give us all of the happy endings that you were kind of expecting. Okay. So you know, Peter and Gamora. Don't, I liked. Yes. Don't come back together. Like, I was very happy with that because I was. That, that was. I think I talked about it before. That was one of my worries with the films. Like, are we getting the same story over again? But so the way that yeah. they did go a different route, I was like, okay, good. Right. She finds. She finds another surrogate new, family. Yep. Exactly. Right? Which is which well, is and it's fine. and it's technically a different Gamora too. I, I so. have to. I have to. I don't even remember how she's different, but she's from earlier. She's from 2014 before she even met the Guardians. So how did she get back? Thanos from 2014 traveled to the present day in Endgame. Okay. Via the quantum realm. And he brought her with him? Yeah, she's on the ship. Oh, I didn't know that. Along with, that's why we have two nebulas. Are there two nebulas? Yes, nebula shoots herself in. Did you not watch Endgame? I did, but it just didn't stick. No, that's because you don't watch it every time it's on TNT. It's not a very good movie. It's a very good movie. All right, so... So I like that, though. Although I have to say, the first two hours and 15 minutes, I was inwardly raging that they were going to end up together. Yeah, I, I so was, it kind I was of, glad. It kind of destroyed yeah, I really, the experience a little I was bit. Very, I wasn't raging, but I was like, like oh, I, I, just, I didn't right. want to see that again. I would have enjoyed it, the movie more had I not been dreading yeah. what I thought. So I, th- I thought that was good. Yep, I liked that. Um, the new Guardians team? Meh. I liked only insofar as it kind of is true to the comic book, I think, in terms of like it was always a bunch of second or third or fourth tier heroes. And there was I feel like there's always like turnover on the team. And so that there's a new team. I, I like that it, you know, I did not care that Star-Lord's coming back. Like zero interest. In See, that. I actually liked that because we talked. Did. But no, because we talked about this the other day at the yeah. other show that one of the problems the MCU has is that with Evans gone, Downey gone. And Bozeman gone. Yeah. They'd kind of lost, you know, obviously Evans and Downey being kind of the, 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 the tent poles, tent poles. Yes. Yeah. And Bozeman clearly being the one that was going to place that. Right. We talked about how yeah. they don't really have Star-Lord's one. going to do it. I think Star-Lord kind of fixes he that. Had, he had all the energy in this movie that he had in the Christmas special. He's barely in the Christmas special. Yeah. Not that he was good. I thought that was fine. No, he, was, he, he was, did you say fine? Yes. Yeah, he was fine. Was fine. I agree. It was good. It was a perfectly workmanlike performance. Yeah. It's you like know. slipping on a pair of shoes that you like. It's very comfortable. It was not really effort yeah. to like walk around in them or. No, to be fair, I'm not sure there was ever much effort in his playing the role. He's basically Chris Pratt. But there was like, a there, there was outfit. a brightness to the first Star-Lord. Mm-hmm. By volume two, it's still kind of there, but I think it's it's fading. Yeah. I think Star Lord is fading. Yeah, but I could see, I could see, but see this now he's in completely different circumstances, back yeah. on Earth. Yeah. So, so I could see, so that, I could see that that, that could possibly by I, that the way, might fix something. His reunion with his grandpa, yeah, had no emotional punch to it whatsoever. Oh, I thought it did. No, it made you. Did you cry? I not there, no. but I did get a little choked up at all of the Guardians. The the, the moment that almost got me was uh, the whole. Drax was born to be a dad. I got a, I got a little choked up. That Drax was, by the way, the standout, got, the standout of this movie. Really, I thought I by thought Nebula and Mantis the were, the, were the ones that stood out to me. Nebula to me was just more Nebula. Mm. But um, and then nobody dies. That was shocking. After to me. all the time we spent speculating on who, yeah, was I die, thought, yeah, the, the, that died. was kind, not even High Evolutionary died. Yeah, like nobody dies. 
Wait, what happened to the high evolutionary? They just left him on the, yeah, the rocket. The ship that says, was exploding? But I don't think the ship was, I don't think the ship like completely exploded. Like they parts did like a Nolan was... Batman, didn't they? Where he's like, I don't have to, I won't kill you, but I don't have to save you. And he jumps off the train. And it... But I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know like, that the that, ship blew up with high say, evolutionary. What a terrible mo- a moment. Like, I, I can't kill you, but I don't have to save you. So I'm going to leave you on the train. Where well, you're it allows die. Batman to, to pretend I, that he's adhered to his no killing rule. No, I understand what the. Which this film does a lot of. A lot of what? The proclaiming, we don't kill. Oh, no, they kill a lot. And then killing a lot. Yeah, no, the yeah. Guardians kill. The Guardians, but they are, say the Guardians are not really good people. But don't they repeatedly say, we don't kill? I think Star-Lord does. Yeah. But the rest of them kill all the time. Does Star-Lord kill anybody? Of course he, he does. Uh, he blasts them, but I don't think... Does he actually... Does he kill anyone in the film? I don't know if he does. So you think he's always on stun? Possibly. Have any of those villains ever come back? Uh, yeah. I'd have to go back and see. Yeah, of course you would. They're, maybe they're still stunned. Yeah. It's a very so powerful anyway, stun they, gun. Yeah, it just, it's... It's a very powerful <laughs> stun gun. They're, still, they're, they're so stunned, they're not breathing anymore. Exactly. No, they're still yeah. breathing. Their autonomic functions are good. Yeah, okay. All right. So anyway, that's the end of stuff I liked in this movie. Okay. Uh, let's see. Anything else that jumped out of you is like something we really ought to talk about? In terms of good stuff? Yeah. Uh, well, we talked about the, the genetic supremacist stuff. How can you say it's such a good movie and not have a list of things to talk about? Because I just, I just, I really, I had trouble, like, putting together coherent thoughts. Maybe because the film is vacuous? I don't think it is. Maybe because it's hitting the same theme for the third time in a row. That was so obvious to you that maybe you just have nothing left to write about Yeah, possibly. I just really enjoyed it in terms of I for me I liked it because I thought I liked all the, I liked the character work in the film, and that we got you've nice got, sort of you've, you've got to be kidding me. No, I like these characters. That's not the same as character work. Yeah, I thought they all had nice character arcs. They all had nice storylines. Like they all got wrapped up in a nice little bow. There's a bow. I agree with yeah, that. Yeah, I like that. But like an arc suggests some kind of movement. Yeah. Okay. I just don't see a lot of movement. See a lot of sitting still. No, no, no. Rocket, you know, was was the outsider, and now he sort of learned to be sort of part of the family. Now he's ready to be a leader. Okay. So that's development. Drax is no longer the destroyer. He's now he's now back to being a father, which it was the loss of his family that was yeah. the reason he became the destroyer. Yeah, he grew a lot. It's so true. he's so he's back. Yeah. Mantis is is off on her own, finding her own way yeah. after having been sort what of a you know all out for growth. No, but see, here's what you're here's what you're not here's what you're not appreciating. Oh, I'm not appreciating. Is that with Mantis out on her own? Yeah. And Kang running around, we're of course going to get the Celestial Madonna saga. I, I don't know why she needs to be on her own for that. Well, I just to separate. I really hope we don't get that. We're going to get the Celestial Madonna saga. <sighs> Classic Avengers storyline. Yeah, and I, I know everybody's calling for it. Okay, but I am not. Well, not every. So, I'm not you sure. Would, you would agree the film was too long, right? Even Ed said that it was know. 15 minutes too long. I have and to by say, the way, it passed the bladder test. I made it through the entire movie, even though I drank a small Coke during it. Did you didn't have to get up? Did you fall asleep? No, no. I had my Coke. I had my big tin of popcorn because they had the commemorative Guardians tin, you so did, I had to get how that. You, how much did you spend to get a commemorative tin for uh, a third-rate film? Well, I didn't spend anything because it's not a third-rate film. Ha-ha! <laughs> so I win! How much, did, how much did you spend? Uh, Was it $16.99? $12.99? Yeah, so it something was at like least that. $16.99. I can't remember. Because let's be honest. You're not going to go high. You're going to go low. 
I can't remember which one it was. It, it was, was sixty ninety nine or maybe three dollars. They had one that was shaped like Groot that was like twenty nine ninety nine. I'm like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I will get the much more reasonably priced. I've got a nice set of tins now because I've got the Infinity War. So what do you do? What do I've you, got Captain Marvel. So what do you do with your collection? I've got Rise of Skywalker. So what do you do with them? I've got Wakanda Forever. And what do and you now do? Now I've them? got Guardians Volume yes. Three. You have a random set of cheaply made tins. What do you do with them? Right now they're on. Uh, so in one section of my house, there's like a little cupboardy type thing. Okay. And then there's, uh, it doesn't go all the way to the ceiling. So like there's a little flat surface up there. Okay. Like so, a shelf? Like a shelf. Yeah. So they're okay. up there. They're, they're decoration right now. So they're decorate. That's how you're decorating your house. Well, among other things. I'm sorry. How else would you expect me to decorate my house? I don't know. Not with something that was made by like a little kid in Nicaragua yeah. who was paid 10 cents for the week. So <laughs> you can come home to your house and look at your five cheap tins and think about what a great life you live. That's why I would say that. Are you kidding? <laughs> See, it's much easier for me to do that if I don't think about the, the kid in Nicaragua. Uh, See, so you just ruined my tins for me. It's not cool, dude. It's just not cool. I like my tins. <laughs> I like my tins. You ruined my tins for me. Here, I was thinking if you ever came over, we could have like a movie night and you would everyone would have their own tin. You could invite Umberto over too. He's the good Oh, he's who the, made the, the Nicaraguan kid. Gotcha. Yeah. I need to give him a backstory now. <laughs> <sighs> Can tell you stories about the Sandinistas. Now you <laughs> okay. Umberto is now thirty. Well, it's just that was just the, the, it's the, just the, the stories he's heard from his parents. Okay, is that what it dark is? Dark era, sir. <laughs> dark, dark era. Wow. Thank God Reagan gave those conjures all that money. <laughs> Okay, I don't um, know where to go. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where to go. I'm sorry. I might have gotten a little bit. Might have gotten a I little bit. Might have gotten a little too worked up. About <laughs> yeah, that's just a little. Oh, I did like Cosmo. That, I hated Cosmo. <laughs> How do you hate Cosmo? I don't Such like. Such a good I dog. Don't. He's a good dog. That joke ran way too long. It is possible. Wasn't funny the first time, and Cosmo was not particularly interesting. I, like oh, I, I suppose you liked Cosmo's arc. Yeah, because he thought he was a good dog. He went from then he was a bad dog, and then he became a good dog again. But he always thought he was a good dog. Yeah. So there's no real arc there. Yeah, there was one moment that did kind of bother me. What's that? Well, when Craig, you were pulling that popcorn out of that yeah handmade tin, handmade, it's uh, artisanal. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a bespoke tin. Um, <laughs> when uh, Craglin uh, is like learning how to use the arrow, yeah, and there's the the moment where he like sees Yondu. And, you know, here's Yondu say, Yondu say, you know, I use my heart to fly the arrow or whatever yeah. it was. I'm like, God, could, could we just pack more Velveeta into the mm, film? Could I just finish my, my thought before Sorry. you interrupt this me? Film, this film offends me. Okay. Almost as much as your tins did. <laughs> but please go ahead. Well, it's, the, well, it made no, it, it's, it's a moment that made, it's yeah. a moment that made no sense because the only time we've heard Yondu say the thing about the arrow is when he said it to Quill in volume two. Craglin wasn't there, okay. so how Craglin would have ever heard Yondu say, "I fly the arrow with my heart"? It's just a ghost that's come back. It's like a Force ghost. That's it's what I the, assumed it was. Well, no, it's clearly like he's just like seeing him. I don't think it's actually him back. Uh, no, a ghost. A ghost isn't actually back. No, it's not a ghost. It's intangible. Yeah, ghost. It's, that was a moment that didn't. That that moment to, did not work for me. I, you know what else didn't work in the film? The film. Any scene with Craglin in it? 
Such an uninteresting character. Like there was so much time devoted to characters that I just didn't. I didn't think there was a lot of time to Craglin. He had like a handful of scenes where he was learning to use the arrow. If even Ed said that the film was 15 minutes too long, then we know it was at least half an hour too long. I don't think it was too long. I thought it was fine. I think you could have carved a much better. You could have carved. I mean, there's certainly you could have carved. I mean, I I would have carved the Counter Earth stuff down quite a bit. Like the Nathan Fillion stuff? That could have been carved down. Yeah. Yeah. I told told Ed from now on I was going to call him Nathan Filler. Mm. It's just filler. It's so much filler in this. Yeah. Not funny. The joke isn't funny. Everybody, yeah. oh, it's beating up on Nepo babies now. Like, that's hard to do. Beating up on Nepo babies. Yeah. He oh, because that's right. Because, yeah. They've all got somebody in their crew that's, right. that's like, hired because they know the boss. Or gotcha. Gotcha. Nephew of the boss or whatever. So, yeah. I mean, that, that could have been trimmed. but Which made for me, again, for a film that was very up and down. Very uneven. Mm. There were stretches I found myself quite disinterested. Really? Stretches that I thought were fine. No, no. It kept it kept my attention the whole time. Juggling too many balls. There were there and, were a lot of yeah there were a lot, there are a few things and that, that telling too many stories. Well, and it's also a film that I'm not sure really works on it on its own because you really have to have seen at least volume two because Aisha just shows up. Who's Aisha? She's the woman that leads the Sovereign. Oh, Warlock's mother, the, we, the can, main vil or among the main villains from volume two. Can we just can we just say that Warlock? You could cut all of the Warlock stuff, and the movie would be yeah. no different except for the twist at the end. Where you know the twist is coming. Which twist is that? That he's going to go get Quill out of space and pull him in and save his life. That was another moment that surprised me. Because I'm like, Quill's head literally like expands no, significantly. like that, <laughs> I'm yeah, like, pretty sure you're dead. Yeah, I was like, yeah, and, like, and they like, they, they take him back and they're hugging him and he's like, I'm fine. Like, I'm like, you're not fine. It's like five seconds later. He's yeah. like, he's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, pretty good. They didn't, I'm like, I don't they, think so, they didn't yeah. throw a med pack on him or anything. I'm like. Someone needs to get that and guy a med pack. Those med yeah. packs aren't used a lot more. Like all of this, it's like <laughs> it's, it's like droids in Star Wars. Yeah, like they're so much more sophisticated back in the day. Yeah, like, like, you med- got med packs. Like we could have been using med packs. You know yeah. who would still be alive? Quicksilver. Oh, but that's on Earth. They don't have med packs on Earth. Well, I guess that's true. Yeah, there was well, there, no. I guess there was there was nobody really extraterrestrial. Not at that, that would point. Have brought a med yeah. pack with them. Exactly. They would not. Okay. Yeah, All that's right. Not, so Hawkeye so. still would. He's culpable no matter. Well, what. I I blame more Ultron. You know who shot him with a Quinjet. I guess so, but as we all recall, Hawkeye was on call to go save him, and he was like, "Man, it's been a hard day." Like, no, oh, he said that after. Yeah. Quicksilver okay. Was dead, you right? don't even remember with Quicksilver's the movie. moldering corpse beneath him. He's like, "Man, that was a rough day." Like you ought to think about Quicksilver. It's a long you day. Did. So it's been a long day. Yeah. It's even worse, you right? Get, can you just get the line right? No, I can't. See, if you'd watched the movie, you would have more fidelity to the films. I did watch the movie. Not as many I times as I have. I watched it like 400 times. It's a really good movie. One of the few that Zach left me. <laughs> Which says all you need to know about the movie, right? <laughs> Zach took the Avengers that mattered. He left you with the floor cord. I don't think that's the Avengers. That's hurtful. Very hurtful. So, um, uh, but yeah, so yeah, I mean, Adam Warlock, yeah, you could, I mean... You just need he some other device for getting Rocket hurt, and yeah, Warlock could be taken out so of it. So superfluous. So, like, yeah. It just, Which was all I thought was always going to be the case. Yeah. Like, it never, it never seemed like that was going to be what it seemed like they were setting up to be at the end of Guardians 2. But isn't that just kind of the Marvel problem at this point? They're so, like, interested in just stuffing stuff in. Yeah. That now you've, you've introduced Warlock... Yeah. But not in an engaging way that makes people want to come back and see him again in a movie. Yeah, it just it feels like too much. It was too yeah. much. I mean, I can understand. I mean, certainly it's nowhere near like the warlock that we get in the comics. Um, 
it does make a certain amount of sense in terms of of you know what's going on in the film. But yeah, it's it's not it's not a particularly compelling no version just, of 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 Warlock. It I felt mean, like they just I mean, decided he was going to be in it. I mean, he's I mean, you, you look at the Guardian, the the new Guardians team, yeah. and Warlock's basically the new Drax, which is basically the guy that doesn't completely understand. Kind of like a man. What's going on? Yeah, like that. That was how Drax was at the beginning. So you've got sort of Warlock Apps is now to playing violence that role. And temper tantrums. And yeah, that. yeah. I guess, but they're they're not going to do anything with those new guardians, right? I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I don't think so. Um, I mean, you know, I, I think we'll see Star Lord again. Right. It didn't say the guardians. May, are yeah. Back. It said Star-Lord maybe there's some kind of plans for Mantis. But I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see Mantis again. I wouldn't be surprised if she just fades uh, away. Yeah, so... Uh, Most of them probably will, right? I think... Yeah, I would think so. Um, unless, of course, Marvel gets so desperate that they need the, the, the quick cash of bringing the Guardians in but, like, at some point. Do you think, but, in all seriousness, mm-hmm. who in the cast really has that kind of pull? Like, if if you're sitting at Marvel and you're like... We got a stinker coming, mm-hmm. and we need to we need to stuff somebody in it mm-hmm. to try to like just build box office. Mm-hmm. And, uh, aside from Star Lord, mm-hmm. who does that? Gamora? No, no, not Gamora. Nebula? No, no. Drax and Mantis tried to carry the Christmas special. Yeah, no, I wouldn't say Drax or Mantis. They did not carry it very far. No, Rocket? Yeah. You think? James Gunn has said Rocket is the main character of the entire trilogy. I don't care. So James, so Rocket, and I, and I think people like Rocket. Yeah, but so I can see Rocket showing Rocket up as a like cash being. Cow? He's as close to one. If you, if we have to rule out Star Wars, he's the closest thing that's carrying the new Guardians. He might be, but I, again, I don't think people are going to be chomping at the bit. I think they'd be for I, more. Well, Rocket. that's I mean, that's the issue is that it's not the kind of thing where you would have to, you. It would have to be something where they just show up in the film without having been like telegraphed in the trailers or something. Yeah. Right, so there'd be that moment of people like, oh, it's Rocket. It's Rocket! Yeah, then it'd be I gone. remember him! That's right. He's in that movie I like. Remember all that animal torture I had to watch? That was a little pandering, wasn't it? What was? The animal torture stuff. Was pandering? Yeah, like it's 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 this easy, emotional kind of go-to for the filmmaker. I don't know, there's been a lot of stuff people are finding the, the animal torture stuff kind of like too much. Like people are like, the film should be rated R for it. Oh, that's one of my one of my fair fouls was people complaining that really? they feel like that in both the UK and the US there's been complaints that it should it should have been it should not have been rated PG thirteen. See, here's the thing. Yeah, kids. here's the thing. What it says a PG PG thirteen is that parental guidance may be necessary for stu- for kids under thirteen. Right. It doesn't mean good for children under thirteen. No, I know that's true. I know that, but you know how Americans are. I'm sorry. Are we going with what the thing is or based on how Americans think it is? Because well, that feels we like... we probably ought to pay attention to the practice mm. if we're going to make a film that people are going to take their seven and eight-year-olds to see. But people shouldn't take their seven and eight-year-olds. Or they should be prepared to deal with this stuff because they're the ones to provide the parental guidance. No, I, I, I don't disagree with you, but I do kind of disagree like you with do. you. It, yeah. was, okay. it was gratuitous. Like, the violence, in the, asleep, film, the the violence in the film was gratuitous. And I'd, it was... What exactly was of, particularly violent was about kind, the, kind the, the animal stuff? The, like all of it, but what specifically? What part of it isn't that the, most of the, the time? They show limbs, the like. But we didn't see sweet, sappy like we're gonna get together. But we didn't see. Them we didn't see the limbs and go through. Like we didn't see the limbs grafted onto them. Liquidated when the high evolutionary is unsatisfied with how they turn out. Yeah, but I mean that wasn't like wasn't like torture. It was just like gone. 
Like they was more animal murder than torture. Because they're just like eviscerated yeah. momentarily I, in, in an instant. Zach's face says it all. I don't. <laughs> I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying well, like like, like, like torture. That it is, no, no, no. Torture implies defensible. like some prolonged things. They well, were eviscerated. Like what instant. they did to Rocket was torture, yeah, but we don't right? see that really. You see, there's some pretty wrenching scenes. Do with we? Rocket. I don't remember them being that wrenching. Yeah. I guess we do see him with like his his scalp sewn on or whatever. But I don't know. I just like I didn't yeah. find it particularly like oh, animal. Man. I found like, it. Cruel I found it to animals. Be, I found it to be quite yeah quite. Yeah. And I I obviously. Gunn is not trying to say you should no. murder or torture animals, depending no, I mean, on your point the, of view. I mean, the main bad guy is the He's trying to make torturer. an argument against it. Yeah. But it's still, it was a lot, I thought. Yeah. Okay. Was it a PG-13? I don't know. Yeah. I just thought, I just thought it was cheap filmmaking, yeah. is what I thought. Well, but you think the whole film is cheap filmmaking. Except for the song that reminds you of your childhood. And yet, when I talk oh, about things that geez, remind so, me of my yeah, childhood, all of a sudden, I get nostalgia smoked. is not what we can use to defend a movie. No, excuse me, yeah, sir. Apparently, oh, yes. In attacking my hypocrisy, you just want to be a hypocrite. So please, no. Let I'm me just point it out me your own open hypocrisy up the path for you. I'm just pointing out your own that you critique my nostalgia, but your nostalgia is fine. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. There's honesty. Just yeah. Yep. Just that is, just that is, just that admit is so your hypocrisy. It is yep. a great song. That fits the moment, oh, okay. and because you don't know it, it's mm. not worth talking about. That's kind of where we're at, right? It's not no. your music, so it's no good. Like no. this week, no, we can't have it. No. Like it's it is it is garbage filmmaking. I didn't say it was garbage filmmaking. You didn't seem a big fan of it. I just didn't recognize the song, so it didn't have any real resonance for me. So anyway, the point being, yes, it was cheap. Yeah. It was really cheap. It's, you didn't like teeths? No, like when you like. A film should connect you emotionally. I was very emotionally connected it, during the film. In an authentic way. That animal stuff was not authentic. You don't think so? It, that was pandering. Oh, I felt bad for the animals. Why, of course you're supposed to feel for bad animals. for the animals. Yeah. Like, it's the easiest thing in the world to do. Mm-hmm. Except cheap. apparently you found it to be pandering, so you... Yeah, you, it was you, cheap. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah. guess what? Pandering is easy. Yeah. Cheap is easy. Mm-hmm. It's really easy to do that, to connect to emotions, but it's mm-hmm. cheap emotion. Mm-hmm. Sort of like, you know, when they play a song that you recognize from your childhood. No, not and at all. And that makes it the best moment in the film. Not at all, because that's the, not... The that, film, mm-hmm. the, that's not meant to appeal to everybody. The animals are. Mm-hmm. The animals is the cheap pandering. Yeah, except it didn't I appeal to you, so it doesn't feel the like same thing. It's, it's kind of the same you thing. You think it's the same thing? It's kind of the same thing, yeah. Wow. Yep, it's kind of the same wow. thing. Wow. Like a song that I remember versus mm-hmm. like torturing animals to being make people the, feel being, sad. Being yeah, the high I mean, moment of the holy, film. Yeah, because it was not a good movie. It was a good movie. Oh, I like the movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. No, the animal stuff was cheap. Yeah. It was really cheap. Yeah. It's just, it's cheap filmmaking. Yeah. I don't know that cheap filmmaking. Yeah. That was fine. Fine. Yeah, fine. I, I mean, mean, I mean, that's Rocket's like, backstory. Like, that's Rocket's backstory in the comics. Like, that's kind of built in. Yeah. Because they follow the canon every time? No, they no. change what they want to change, and they don't change what they want to change. And even if it's Rocket's backstory, there's a way you can tell it. And there's ways that you shouldn't tell it. And the cheapness of the way he did it to yeah, make you feel is just cheap. like, it's like the easiest kind of filmmaking. Yeah. I heard it compared to one of the, um, one of the um, Kill Shelter commercials from the 90s, right? Where there'd be a Sarah McLaughlin song playing behind oh, they it. Still, they still play those now. And the camera would like slowly pan across death row. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's just, it's too easy for mm-hmm. James Gunn. Like make, make, make me care in a way that like 
feels authentic. So it's if it had like easy. a Faith No More song playing over it, it'd be fine. I didn't say it made me care. I said it was my favorite moment. Mm-hmm. Which feels yeah. like it made you care. Well, I guess, but not yeah. Because if you keep interrupting, it turns out you're always right. That's right. So, pretty please, much I'm just going to interrupt you after just you say yes. Over, just yell over after top you of me. My point. There's no need for pretty any much. nuance on this show. Exactly. Yeah. I just, I just, it was, uh, I don't know. It will never sit right with me yeah. that that's, that that's the route he went. It was, yeah. it was. It made sense to me in the too film. Easy, and it was just, it felt like cheap emotion to me. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to go to a movie and feel like I'm being manipulated in. All movies are manipulative. The scene, yeah, but I don't want to feel it. You know, like there's, well, there's a difference in the art, right? Like, the, like there's a there's a difference. Mm-hmm. There's just a difference. Mm-hmm. Yes, it'd be like say a we moment, can agree. A, it disagree. could be like a film that pretends to be historically accurate and then manipulates you with a completely fabricated climax. <sighs> but that's a different art. Oh, but that's different. It oh, is yeah, because that's, it's that's not manipulative. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to let you yell for a while. Yep, I'm just... You, you, no, please, scream, go ahead. You, you just just scream over top of me. I'm not screaming. Scream over top of me. Am I screaming? The difference is, is that that film is going for truth. It's pursuing truth. It's not, like... It get It's getting to the truth. It's Tim O'Brien. It's story truth versus happening truth. Mm-hmm. And that is an authentic way to get at truth mm-hmm. in the world. And mm-hmm. I can't believe I'm sitting here with somebody who teaches literature and is saying that it has to be real to be no, true. I'm it's not... a ridiculous... Well, I'm going to shout over you. Well, that's what you just said. It's got to be real to be true. Okay, number one, right? I don't hold my hands like that. You do sometimes. No, it's not true. You want to watch yourself. <laughs> it's not true. You just to watch yourself over I there. Can't, I don't go like this. <laughs> I do not go like that. Again, so that's what you're saying. Your point is that, that it has to be no, real to be true, and that's no, just a ridiculous position. That's not what position. I'm saying. I'm saying but in a film that in a film that I told you so. In a film that purports to be real, that fabricated moment completely blows up the film for me and is manipulative. It's it is. We're talking about Frost the, Nixon, by the way, for people. That it don't is know. it is pursuing the <laughs> truth. By by heading into fictional territory, and there's nothing wrong with doing that. Yeah, see, but except the rest of the film is not in fictional territory. The rest of the film well, is if, supposedly if, in, in... I suppose if we assume that films that are historical are always 100% authentic, no, right? Can you name a single film that was made that was 100% historically authentic? They got every detail right. Every comment was no, right. Like everything, see, see, everything mis- is precisely you're mis- real. You're misunderstanding my point. I don't think so. Which is, it's not that every film has to be this way. It's that Frost Nixon. So, in terms of out, how it projected itself, then, or how it then how it built out, its world, point out built the its film wor- that did that. That it was 100 percent authentic. Name the film that is presenting itself like Frost Nixon. Is mm. it Lincoln? Is it I didn't see um, Gettysburg? I didn't see Gettysburg. Is it like name the film that doesn't have fictional touches? Or yeah, but see, it's not, it's it. not just because it has. It doesn't. It's not just that it has fictional touches. It's that its entire premise of the story depends on this completely fabricated moment. The, the, that does not. But that the does not person, happen. Frost Nixon does not depend upon. Oh, it absolutely moment. does. No, that changes everything. That's the moment like galvanizes Frost into into you know. Doing a good job, and they like it's. It, I don't know. It just it just bothers Wait, me. Wait, aren't we talking about the conversation at the end of the film? I thought we were talking about Guardians Volume Three. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where that happened. <laughs> um, so anyway, where are we at? I have no idea. I don't have much left. <laughs> I mean, I talked about it being kind of up and down. I thought it was just a very inconsistent film. Um, I thought I thought Drax was the big star. Now I know you disagreed with that. No, Drax. I mean Drax. I just he's, for the, so, he's I thought, the guy that 
carries the funny. Yeah, but he always does that. This film. Yeah. So somebody had to do it. I don't think anybody else carried the funny, really. Mm. There are moments between Star-Lord and Gamora, but they're not like yeah. sustained moments. He's he's consistently funny, and the dad part was was good. Yeah. Like, that was a moment you were like, okay, yeah. like there is something more to Drax. Yeah. Which was a nice a nice change. Um, but that he doesn't tell everybody he can speak the kid's language right away is a weird. That was weird. That's clearly forced because they're wanting to make a joke and they're wanting to make That a was lot. kind of weird. I was like, how does you know? he know the language again? Yeah. Like, yeah. it just, yeah, so even, even Drax kind of has that, yeah. that final moment of hollowness where you're like, come on, yeah. just talk to the kids. Mm. It's said we need the jujube joke, right? Jujube. Yeah. Was that what they said? Was it, I thought it was jib-jib or something like, I don't, I don't know, know, something like that. It's a different dialect. I don't know. Yeah. One or the other. Yeah. So, but to me, Drax, so you really liked Nebula. Yeah, I could, I mean, I can see where you would see her as more, and she is kind of more, I, I just kind of like, you know, particularly given how her character was introduced in Guardians 1. Yeah. And that, you know, her character was probably a weak point in Guardians 1. The way that they've actually turned Nebula into a a more fully rounded character yeah, um, I mean, I guess that's true. In between the other two, between this film, between Infinity War and Endgame, and and now this, like they've they've done. If you had told me after Guardians one that Nebula was going to be significant, I would have laughed at you. Right, I, and I guess she's significant, so, but I don't know. She yeah. is very yelly in this film, though, because I can yeah. see where I can see where where you I might just, find her a me, little one note. I, yeah, she was, and same with Mantis. Mm. I mean, I guess she goes off on her own at the end, but that's that's. I'm sorry to say it; it's a cop out ending. Nah. Like Mantis can only find who she is if she, we're not making a movie about her. Mm. And we can f- figure out who the raccoon is, but we can't figure out who Mantis is. It's just, it's mm. just, you know, I just, I don't know. So, to me, I think I appreciate because because both yeah. Nebula and Mantis are characters that I think with any other creator would have just had nothing. With their, like they would have just been in the background. They really wouldn't have had much development. Yeah. So the fact that that Gun actually does something with them. I appreciate. I, I like that he actually does something with them. Instead, instead of making them like Craglin, Craglin is a cipher. Yeah, like, and that, and that's so, that's um, what you would so kind of expect unneeded. for Nebula and Mantis. Right. And so the fact that he does consistently more than that. Yeah. I'm not sure Mantis is that much more than. I that. I think she's a little. She's more. I'd say she's more than that. Yeah, but not by a bunch. Yeah, I guess for me. So, so did you like Gamora in this film? Do she you was like, okay. Like the new Gamora. New Gamora's fine. So I could have so done. I could have done, like I could have done with less of her. I just like they're kind of fine. I could have. I could have done with less of her. Yeah, like they, they, it was they, a weird they, choice. To I, I mean, I, I do that. I do like what they did in terms of like wrapping up her and Star Lord's kind of of arc or whatever. Yeah. They could have done that earlier in the movie, and maybe I don't. I don't think we really needed Gamora hanging around. Well, but they has, she has to be there because she's part of the team. Yeah, I know she's not part of the team. I know, but it felt very forced. I agree with that. So. Like, there's no, but they can't solve it early. Because what are they going to do? Yeah. That whole point is that she's yeah. she's there. I mean, I guess we know Rocket's backstory, but we kind of knew it already, didn't we? Not not Just in this. without the gory particulars. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then Star-Lord, again, I, I thought was kind of subdued. Mm. I think he had his usual lively energy. Well, I mean, he's he is a little bit sad throughout most of the film. Yeah. You know, in terms of... of you know, dealing with the whole Gamora thing, and then, you know, his best friend is is dying on the table. So, you know, dude's got a lot going on. Feeling guilty about not, it's you true, know, about but his, his grandfather. Sometimes his emotions make him funny. Like, we're in the yeah. elevator and he, you know, is is explaining the backstory with Gamora. Yeah. Like, it could be, it can still be funny. It can still be done with energy. It doesn't yeah. really come off with, I didn't think, a ton of energy. Yeah. So, how about Groot? 
Groot's Groot. That's the thing about Groot, right? Yeah, Does anybody really think Groot's adorable anymore? I don't know. Because, it, like, yeah. the first volume, like, Groot was super adorable, Normal. and everybody yeah. loved Groot. Yeah, like, and everybody loved Baby Groot in the second volume. Right. Oh, that's right. Baby Groot don't is the second volume. Groot. Like, all of a sudden. Yeah, the, teenage, you know, early 20s Groot. It just didn't. I also understand why putting all the weapons inside of the tree kept them from knowing the weapons were there. Except for the fact that they don't bother to scan Groot. Like, they scan Star-Lord, and then they don't scan Groot. I'm like, well, it seems like... You know, I hadn't even thought about that, right? They don't don't even bother... I guess they... But but you would scan a tree. A tree would would be hollow. Well, I wouldn't scan a tree, but I'd scan a walking, talking tree. Yeah. By the way, the scene where... He unfolds with all the guns. It's yeah. such a celebration of kind of violence and gun culture. Well, yes, that's, that's, like, that's clearly not going to be your cup of tea. Uh, yeah. Am, you, I, you am I supposed to cheer at that? Yes. <laughs> when he pulls out a bunch of like... Yeah. Just like in the just like in the second and, one, you're supposed to cheer when they, they kill all the Ravagers with the arrow. Yeah. Which you didn't like that for the I same reason. I have trouble well. cheering for that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So, like, we've just gone through. Mm-hmm. Um, Stallone, were you happy to see him back? I did not care. To, yeah, that was... Why, why is he there? Uh, oh, because I think Gunn wanted to have everyone that had ever appeared in the trilogy that could. Okay, well, I mission accomplished. So, because I, think, I like, think almost everyone's in there. It's kind of like Endgame, like where it, it, everybody no, that's no, supposed to be there is Endgame is, is much stuff. better. No, not in terms of quality. In terms of stuffing is all the characters in that are... But see, when you say stuffing, it makes it sound so much worse. Populating, I can live with that. Yes. Okay, because there is that moment, like where everybody steps out of the Doctor Strange portal. Yeah, oh, I still get chills at that moment. That moment still gives me chills. Yeah, yeah, the whole on your left. Oh, I still get chills. <laughs> that moment still. And then, how about the High Evolutionary? Because you were thinking he wouldn't be a, a main character in some ways. Yeah, and he turned out to be. He did. The like the. I'm not bad sure. Guy. What did you think it, of him? I well, two things. Yeah, within the film. I mean, we obviously got a lot of his backstory, but I don't know if he felt fully developed. I think that's of, probably of, fair. Yeah. The other thing is like like a good chunk of the film, like, hey, that guy'd make a great king if they have to replace their current king. That's interesting. I, there's, um, I, I've seen a couple, there's been a couple people on Twitter that have said the same thing as well. I'm like, that yeah. guy would make a good, uh, the, the actor would be really the, good at king. He, maybe, yeah. I mean, he obviously he played the high evolutionary very different. There were like some to of the me. some of the moments like where he when he got very angry I could see yeah but paralleling there was, with Kang there was kind of a childishness yeah to well but the I, high evolutionary that I don't necessarily well but he also he the the, the same act yeah the same actor was also yeah. in um, the Peacemaker series and played a very different kind okay. of character so he's clearly a good actor he's an ex- like, so he, I, part he, of me is I'm just like yeah if they have to replace majors they should just use can you do that though. I think they could. Can you just take the guy that was just the high evolutionary and now make him? Well, the only thing worse is is the people online on Twitter actually trying to explain. They're like, yeah, you just replace him and say the high evolutionary was a king. Was like this universe's king. I'm like, no, you don't explain it. People get replaced in movie film franchises all the time. You just swap the guy out and you move on if you have to move on. Like, I mean, you could do that, I guess. So. But I don't know. Like having just seen him as the high evolution. And I actually thought he was pretty good. Like yeah, he was. Actor. Oh, he was. He was. He didn't have the most to work with, but yeah. I thought he made the evolutionary. Yeah, I, scene I just, he was. Yeah, somewhat believable. Yeah. Like as much as you can make that character. Yeah. So I, I, if they, believable. if they do move on from Jonathan Majors, I would be fine if they just swapped him into the role and are like, yeah, yeah he's good. Yeah. And we just moved you know on. You make and, me and, fine. 
Let's just move on from Kang. Well, that would be another option. Do we but need I Kang don't, at all? I don't Maybe see that happening. I don't see maybe that happening. We leave Kang behind and we do a Fantastic Four film. Yeah, well, they're doing a Fantastic Four, by the way, which you've 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 heard. I've not. So, um, grading week. So no. Uh, Adam Driver and oh, Mar- talked- Margot Robbie we is the about- other the two names that are floating around this week. So as- we talked about Driver. We did talk about Driver, who was a unique choice mm-hmm. and a really talented actor. Mm-hmm. Um, Margot Robbie. Yeah. I mean, she does a lot of stuff. She does do a lot of stuff. Um, maybe. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, it's not a, like this is just rumors. This yeah. is not officially announced or anything. But those it's those possible. are the names being bounced around. It would right be now. poaching somebody from DC. Well, but well, I mean, half of the Suicide Squad is also in this film. Oh yeah. Well, because on the 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 person they kidnap on the elevator, yeah. the kind of red face, yeah, that was Ratcatcher. From suicide, yeah. I can see that now. That and then that, the the blonde woman that was also running like the switchboard or whatever, or was running security there. Yeah, that's Guns' wife again. Really? Yeah. Huh. And then, well, Stallone is the shark in Suicide Squad. It pays off to know James. Gunn. It does. Uh, James, I mean, I, 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 I'm kind of, a, I'm of two minds on. It. I'm like, yeah, it's always the same actors, but I do appreciate that he is, he is loyal to. Like the people that work with yeah, him, yeah, it's true. Um, and his brother, but yeah, like a lot of yeah. a lot of the Suicide Squad people are are and then and well, and he said that that more than likely we're going to see people from the Guardians over in in. I mean, he said basically that that one of them is going to be in Legacy, Superman Legacy. Yeah, didn't say which one. I'm so uninterested. Like that, that's not a good tease for me. Yeah. So like, well, to be fair, it was on yeah. a Q and A of like. He was on Twitter with, so like, can not, ask me yeah. anything. So someone asked, will any yeah. of the Guardians actors be in Superman Legacy? And he yeah. said yes. Okay. So. So, I, I mean, I guess some of the, the high evolutionary questions are interesting, right? Will science outpace our ability c- to control it? Does, does, like, science make us think of ourselves as gods? See, yeah, so I didn't see it that. so much as the outpacing our ability to control it mm-hmm. thing. Sort as more, you know, that... Um, it's another thing that I found kind of interesting in in that all of his efforts to create perfect life right. consistently fall short. Right. Um, and that, you know, the the idea and again, kind of thinking particularly when you think about like his the last group, the the Jib Jib kids or whatever they're called, the star right. children. Yes. You know, the way in which that they're that that everyone he creates is all the same, but also completely unable to do anything original. Yeah, it do, it doesn't make a lot of sense. What do you mean? That he's making these creatures out of animals, but they live like humans. Well, I don't know that he made the star children out of animals. Well, I'm thinking about I think more of Counter Earth. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I but I thought it was kind of it's it, yeah. it, well, and it's also interesting, and and this is where you know I'll probably lose Ed that the star children that are like his best attempt at perfect life that are completely unimaginative. Um, right. They they're also create. they're also as white as can be. Oh, that's a fair point. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So. Maybe that's a critique of whiteness. Because, well, that's... White people have no creativity. That's, I, that, well, I'm kind of thinking about, like, the whole, you know, supremacy kind of theme running through the films. I thought yeah. that might be kind of... Because there are a lot of people that are saying online after yeah. the film did a little bit better than expected this weekend. They're like, see, if Marvel doesn't go woke, they do well. I'm like, really? Your film about the genetic supremacist... Well, is not yeah. woke in some way. Like people are well, trying to people are trying to claim yeah. this is an unwoke film. I'm like, this is as woke as anything else you guys complain about. It just depends on if you want to see it as woke. Yeah, exactly. Or not. Like you can make an I argument suppose. that this is just as woke yeah. as anything else. You just don't want to see it in this film because you like it. Right. Right. All right, we have time for a couple quick fair fouls. Oh sure. 
right. From Ed. Oh. Is this the best trilogy in the Marvel Universe no. besides Cap? Oh, besides Cap. Thinking Avengers is not a trilogy. Yeah. Right? That, so that, it that, takes Avengers off the table. So that would leave Iron Man, yep. Ant-Man, Thor, Thor, and Guardians. Oh, boy. That's a tough one. Mm-hmm. It's a challenging question. It, it, well, just because Iron Man 2 is such a clunker. Well, and as is Thor too, and of course yeah. you don't like Love and Thunder. Oh, oh wait, wait, Thor's, Thor's, Thor's not a trilogy anymore. Yeah, yeah you're right. Off the table. Yeah, so we got to take. So you know, it's Iron Man, which has Ant a weak Man, number two. Ant Man, which is yeah, not that great. I um, mean, one was fun. Yeah, and then Gar. Yeah, boy, that's tough. But that's not a good answer for you, is it? I'd probably, st- I'd probably still give Iron Man. Even with by Iron by a Man nudge, two. wow. Well, because Iron now Man one and I, Iron Man one and Iron Man three are really good. That's true. It's true. So and Guardians one Guardians is really good. Two and three are like good, but not really good. Yeah, is that the math? That's probably fair. Yeah, it's, it's close. If they're they're close, like that's a t- that's a tough one. But I would probably I'd probably just give the slightest edge to to Iron Man. Okay, as a trilogy. All right. Um, yeah. I have a couple other fair files. But yeah, no, I mean, Cap is easily the best trilogy. Particularly since Avengers is not a trilogy. Would you say that the film delivered, quote, a series of devastating emotional sucker punches along the way? Uh, no. All right, so I would agree with you. Well, because, I mean, you know, like, I, I, I got a little bit choked up at the end with everyone's kind of, like, final farewells and stuff like that. Huh, oh, I did not. I got a little choked up, but yeah. the 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 way in which, well, particularly in that you see, you know, you see Rocket get severely injured, but then survives. Yeah, you have the moment where Drax gets shot a couple of times in the chest, and I thought, oh, this is where right. Drax. Nope, this is not where Drax dies. There, there was almost too much of that for me. It was like, yeah, exactly. Gunn I had planted all the yeah, rumors of death same. so that he could then play with your. And then, and then, the, and then I thought when Star Lord was in space, I was like, oh, this is going to be the big death. And then I was like, oh, no, we're not. So even space bloating. Yeah. So so I, I would say there were moments where they they played to sort of those emotional shocks, but they always backed off of them. Right. Like, the, um, and even the end, like, again, like the grandfather reunion was nice. I guess. I like I, I, but it felt those moments worked for me. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, they, I mean, they weren't like an emotional. But that was punch. that was the other thing, too, is I was like, well, the moment the, from the very first mention of the grandfather, I'm like, well, Quill's going to Earth sometime. I thought that was right. going to be a post-credit scene. Yeah. Was going to be him showing up on Earth. I was like that. And then I'm like, well, Quill's going to survive. And then and then they had him in space. I'm like, oh, maybe he doesn't. Oh, no, he does. Yeah, OK. Yeah. So it was no, a little so, bit too much so they did. They me. did. Like, particularly the Drax ones is where I kind of got. Yeah. I, I agree. Like with the Drax you ones, like, OK, here now, you, you know, because Drax is yeah. getting shot point blank in the chest and then multiple in the back, times. Right. And then, yeah. then the back, I'm like, and, and, but still survives. I'm like, yeah. okay. So yeah, it was clear. I think that was the moment when I realized, like, oh, yeah. no one's really going to die in this film. Right. And you shouldn't be thinking that when you're watching a movie. Yeah. Like you shouldn't be thinking about the meta text. So yeah, so I would, I would, oh, I would right. probably say that was foul. The I'm not only, sure. There was only one emotional moment to me and it was the one you mentioned earlier when she said Drax isn't a destroyer. Yeah. He's a dad. That was the only moment for me that was like, oh. Yeah. Like I. There's that was about that, Drax that, that that was the moment where I got really choked war. up. Yeah. yeah, that I I will give you that one. Yeah, but um, other than that, yeah, I, I I wouldn't say that. I mean, it does in the in retrospect, it it doesn't give us the kind of gut wrenching, devastating film we kind of expected. 
it kind of gives us a nice farewell to everyone. Like what the the two Avengers capstones kind of brought, like moments at the end where you were like, oh, and you yeah. felt it. Like, yeah. you, like when Peter Parker ashes away. Yes, like yes. That's a moment where, that's a moment like, where like yeah. you feel it. Yeah. yeah, and then Stark's death. Stark yeah. dies. You feel it. The funeral, you yeah. feel it. But you didn't. Like, yeah. Guardians just, it just, it feels thin. In, in 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 like, that in, sense, like, yeah, I kind of I, I kind of wish someone thin. had died. It would have maybe no, if, in in yeah. that things would you know. But it, it has to be like the right kind of death too. That's true. Not just a death. You yeah, know? that's the thing. That's why I thought Star Lord might have worked in terms of letting him die in space. Oh, so I've got one more fair so, file for you. Okay, it's from Forbes. Oh, I might have read this. Oh, really? I think I looked at the Forbes article. It was a practically perfect ending to a practically perfect superhero movie that takes viewers all over the place. The whole cast is great. Cameos from Nathan Fillion and others are fun. Would you describe it as a practically perfect ending to a practically perfect movie mm. that takes us to all of these weird and emotional places? Mm. I thought it was a pretty good ending to a pretty good film. So that was that foul then? Yeah, I'd probably have to say it's mostly vaguely yeah, foul. It's 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 it's, foul, just, it's more foul than fair. All right, I mean that's kind of shaving it. I would say. He well, goes on to write. You were complaining about my lack of nuance earlier, so I'm trying to be go. more nuanced in my perspective. How about this? I laughed, I cried more than I cared to admit, and I bid farewell to some of my favorite of MCU's heroes. Was that from Ed? No, this is still Forbes. Oh, this is still Forbes. Uh, yeah, I chuckled. I almost cried. You've almost cried. I got a little choked up there. Wow. Okay. Well, the guard. I mean, part of it is that you know, particularly Guardians Two came out being being all about dad, and it came out right around the time my dad died. Yeah. Like that movie still kind of. Oh, so it gets it's me. connecting I, to that. that. Like the yeah. dad stuff in this film. That's part of why the dad Drax being a dad. Yeah. That's why I get kind of choked up because yeah, that stuff does hit me a little bit more. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so so. I just wish the whole movie had done had connected in yeah. like that kind of deep emotional way. Yeah. So he goes on, because mm-hmm. you're going to love the kicker at the end of this. I think I read this, but I can't remember. I'll definitely see this one again. Yes, I will see it again. Though probably not until it leaves theaters. Oh, no, I'll see it again in theaters. Not because it's great, but or not because it's not great, but because it's a little too heavy to go back to. Oh, okay, yeah. Do you find it's a really heavy film? No. Okay. No, I mean, it had some... Well, again, it, it had moments, maybe. But again, a lot of those moments, it sort of dodged in the end. It is. It it does kind of give us a very kind of. It, it's a feel good sort of farewell, wrapping everything up in a right. nice little bow. Right. So not the heavy the that he's describing. No, no. It's, right. It doesn't have the heavy. Well, as we were just saying, it doesn't have the heaviness of of Infinity War or Endgame. It just no. Even though that's what everyone's comparing it to, um, I, particularly Endgame. I think if you watch them side by side, that's a good idea. I should do that. Yeah, you're going to see that one is much thinner. Oh yeah. Like just it's just it just doesn't have the heft yeah. that the others do. So here's yeah. how the, the review ends. Quote, not every movie can be as much fun mm-hmm. as Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Yeah. <laughs> it's directly from Forbes. Ah. So I thought you'd appreciate that. But one. that's from from Is that entire review about Honors Among Thieves? No. Oh, okay. It is not. In his review for the Okay, I was like, I I thought this was going to be one of your tricks. He went back to Honor Among Thieves and said, Guardians was too heavy. Apparently, Honor... can't always have as much fun. Yeah, apparently Honor Among Thieves lost money. Why do you say that happily? I didn't say that happily. You do, like a sense of satisfaction. No, it was not meant to be with satisfaction. So you're disappointed that it lost money. 
You think they're not going to make another one? That's that's the theory. Oh, it didn't so do well. Sad. It might not have done well enough to for a sequel. I don't really need a sequel yeah. for that. But I did enjoy that one. I know you did. That one was fun. Mm-hmm. It's perfectly fine. You got a long line of perfectly fine. I do, but that's just because I'm a naturally positive thinker. So perfect. So that you find that to be positive? Thinking? Yeah, perfectly fine is good. Perfectly if I just want to go to a movie and be entertained, that's all I want to do. I would like to be entertained too. Yeah, that but, we agree on. Yeah, we agree. But what entertains you like is different from. Well, that's what makes from this entertains podcast me. Kind of beat, you know. Is that what it is? Yeah. Mm, I thought it was the impersonations. <laughs> and I thought it was the in-depth analysis of Frost Nixon on our Guardians episode. Well, see, we do go to Frost Nixon more than we. That's what to. you. I that's just what don't you understand. How you don't see that? See, but you don't understand my point. Is you're thinking that about your art. But it's not art. It is. No. It's not that art. That film is not art. That film is what you don't like about that, or what I don't like about that film is exactly yeah. what you don't like about Guardians. I, I, I disagree. But all uh, but we can the, do is, yes. all we can do is disagree. Yeah. Or you know, have Zach be the tiebreaker. Zach's like, I haven't seen Frost Nixon. Yeah, I I yeah or so Guardians No. You don't need to see Frost Nixon. It's a waste of your time. All right, sounds good. Yeah. Nope, see, Zach's uh, on my side. I win. Unless you want to understand Richard Nixon's soul, which I would totally understand you not wanting I'm to pretty do. sure you can understand his soul but without seeing Frost Nixon. If you want to understand Nixon, his yeah. soul, you can understand it without Frost Nixon. From history. You can, just, you can just watch Dick and understand his soul, I think. <laughs> That's also a film you can watch. Yeah. Actually, those are two films to watch side by side. Yeah. Put those two together with all the president's men, mm. which I do in my film class, actually, and all of a sudden you got something. You do all three of those together? I do all the president's men. Oh, I don't do Frost Nixon. I was going to say, I didn't I think do, you did Frost. Yeah, I think you I, did the other I two. I do Dick and I do yeah. Frost Nixon. Yeah. No. You... No. Dick and <laughs> all the president's men. Such good stuff. Yeah. Maybe I'll throw Frost Nixon in there. Mm. Get students thinking about it. I could come in and do a guest commentary. I think like. I won't let you in. <laughs> I think I won't let you in. But yeah, I'll find out if I have students in your class. Let me know when you're teaching that class because I can see if I've got any students right. in there. Well, we do a lot of Nixon, and I've got yeah. English majors in it. Yeah. So. Oh, I talked about Frost Nixon, and I used Frost Nixon in the pop culture class. Oh, I talked I talked to people in your so, pop culture class yeah. about Frost Nixon. Yeah. Again, it's not how it compares to other films. It's in terms of what the film itself is doing. Right, as art. It's not art. It is art. It is not art. So cinema's not art. No, just that film's not art. See, this is the problem. I make one critique of a film and you turn it into a critique of all cinema. Well, but but it's... No, like, it's my problem with this particular film think, or what this particular well, film guess, does. I think all cinema is art. I mean, I think Guardians is art. It's just kind of cheaply made art. I just didn't, yeah, I didn't, yeah. But So you don't think all cinema is art then? You think like, I would love to have a conversation which we can't do today because we're mm -hmm. over time on what makes a movie an art movie, mm -hmm. like a movie that is art, mm -hmm. versus what makes a movie that's just, I don't know, not art. Okay, well, Michael Bay would be one example. Michael Bay is the quintessence of no, art. Okay, oh my God. No. Just a really cheap art that he's celebrating. He's but, cheapness but of he, it. Okay, you keep saying he's, see, that's where you'd lose me, is you keep saying he, he's celebrating, no, he just is an embodiment of the cheapness of it. He's not celebrating it. Mm. You're celebrating it through Michael Bay. Michael Bay is mm. not celebrating it. He is just the embodiment there's only of one the way, cheapness. There's only one way to solve this, mm -hmm. is to have Michael Bay on the podcast. Okay, Zach, you have to, yes. And we ask him, oh, straight yeah. up, Oh yeah. what is your intention oh, yeah. with Transformers? That's it. That's the mm -hmm. only only question we'll I ask don't, him. I don't care about intention. But, 
But that's what we were just arguing about, that I think Bay is doing something intentional and you think he's not. No, I'm only talking about Bay as – I'm talking about the implied author, not the actual Michael Bay. You don't want to go down this narrative rabbit hole with me. Well, I don't want to go down any rabbit hole with you. So <laughs> so his intentions don't matter no, if he's the, trying it's, to make it's, a film. It's, it's, no, no, no. See, I, I, I'm, I'm not talking about the, the flesh and blood Michael Bay. I'm talking about the Michael Bay that we know and impli- that is implied by the film. Well, I'm not sure that that guy implied by the film is, is oh, that all guy. that different. No, no. That, oh, no. that Bud Light scene? Oh, Jesus. That is a self-aware guy. No, that is not. You couldn't make that scene without knowing what you were doing. See, you you give Michael Bay way too much credit. Or you give him not enough. I don't think that's true. There's only one way we're going to find out, Zach. Mm-hmm. So get Michael Bay on the show. So Guardians 3, thumbs up or thumbs down? Uh, I'm going to give it a thumb sideways. Yeah. Like I wouldn't say don't go see it, mm. but it's definitely a mushy middle film. Yeah, it's, 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 it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not a top tier film. If it is the best since Endgame, that's just because the movies since Endgame have been right for me. It would, at best. it would be, it would be kind of like right in the middle. We just did yeah. the draft, right? So I've just looked at all of my films. Mm-hmm. I think it's like right in the middle. I'm not sure where it is because it depends on if Zach's takes it from me. Well, you still have it on your list of draftables. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. So where would it be? Uh, I don't know. It's probably... Yeah, it's probably in the middle. I, I, I have to go see right? it again. Like it's just kind of in the middle, I think. So, but I mean, it's... It, it, it's it, not a bad Marvel it movie. It is a... Yeah, it's, it's not a great it, Marvel movie. It's a it's a solid double. To use a baseball metaphor. Like, no, I understood it was a... Just making a, sure. A, a, a baseball metaphor. Just making sure. It might be an infield single. No, no, it's better. I think it. I think it's not an infield single. I think it is a sharply struck single to left field. Mm. Got the whole barrel of the bat to it. You just didn't get enough elevation to get it out of the park. It drops in mm. sharply right in front of the left fielder. They pick it up as you're rounding first, and you trot back. You're very proud. You, you know you deployed the right technique. You're on base, but it's just a, it's just a sharply hit single. Yeah, I'd, I'd let him get to second. So you think it's like hitting to the gap? You don't think it's a ground rule double, do you? Like no. You can just stroll into second base? You know what a ground rule double is. No. Okay, that's where the ball bounces but goes over the fence. Oh, yeah, no, it wouldn't be so that. So then you get to go to second automatically. Well, maybe that is how it is. As opposed to like a double where you really have to hustle and you're just beating the tag. Or is it a double with like an error made by the defense? Then it's not really a double. Then it's just a single with an error. Maybe it is a ground rule because it does, you know, it, it kind of bounces. Well, what about Zach's point? Maybe it's a single with an error. Yeah, I don't think a, double, a double with an error. Well, that would be it. But the, the error would then get you to, to third base. No, it gets you second. So then it would be a single. Like the error gets you to the second It gets base. you to second, yeah. Right. I so re- it's like a single. I re- I and the left fielder, up the the left fielder bobbled it. Yeah. Yeah. You like were, a, and you so were James Gunn. You were really attentive. And you saw that bobble yeah. and you're like, I'm going to second. He oh, he overthrew the cutoff. and there, then, Missed yeah. the cutoff maybe. Yeah. yeah. See, I feel like yeah. it's the ground rule double because it, it. So you think it was that comfortable? It falls short of what it should be, but then kind of bounces over because of other things and gets you to second so but to me i think it's like a comfortably getting to second yeah like not not having to hustle to get to second yeah no because about yeah it, it's a double i think this is at best like just barely beating the tag nah eh, let him get yeah kind of bounces over 